So, Russell, have you ever seen the movie Josie and the Pussycats? <laughs> I have not, but here's a fun story for you. So, one of my mother-in-law's best friends is called Josie, and I've often heard her referred to as Josie and the Pussycats, and I didn't know what that reference came from, and I'm hoping today you're going to be able to tell me. This is um, this is a probably a mystery 10 years in the making now. Really? Well, it is, it is definitely that kind of age, because Josie and the Pussycats is a movie. But the movie was based on a cartoon from from television, obviously. And the cartoon was based on an Archie comic called Josie and the Pussycats. Wow, that's like three three layers deep. But Josie and the Pussycats is an interesting movie, and that's the thing that I'm actually referring to. So I don't want to spoil it for you. And really, honestly, even if I do, you should go and watch it because it's a maze. But Josie and the Pussycats is about uh, subliminal advertising. And the way that they kind of deal with it is really is really kind of amazing because every single shot, or pretty much every single shot in that movie, has some kind of product placement in it. Like real real products or fake products? Or? Yeah, no, no, real products. There's like, there's, uh, the one that springs to mind is there's a scene in like a hotel room or something like that and the room has like Target advertising all through it uh, with the big, you know, the big, target logo and stuff like that and like you know it's there's product placement actual real products everywhere and the movie i mean it's a movie about subliminal advertising and essentially product placement which is kind of subliminal advertising and it's like it's kind of looks through all of that but you know in this kind of weird uh almost teeny bopper type way which is it's a it's a fun movie i'm a little bit disappointed because I imagine that it was just like another version of Charlie's Angels because when I hear Josie and the Pussycats, I'm like, Charlie's Angels, same movie, you know, people out there just bam, bam, bang, kicking uh, bad guys in the groin and off buildings and stuff. No, this is about three girls that have a band called Josie and the Pussycats and they make it to the big time. Whoa. It's kind of actually not dissimilar to the movie that's coming out, Gem, uh, you know, the Gem one? I don't know what it's called. I I feel bad about that. (laughs) So you you were saying something about um, product placement. I have to tell you that as a person, I'm probably really annoying to watch videos, uh, sorry, movies with or TV shows because I instantly notice like every single product placement and I also notice when they're using the products wrong as well. So some some of the ones that stick out in my mind is um, Parks and Recreation, if you've seen that TV show. Yep. There are Windows phones all through that and they're constantly, you know, swiping things on their Windows phones and it'll zoom into the you know the the grid of icons, and they'll be doing stuff on there. There's a there's there's a hilarious one on House of Cards where I think it's Frank Underwood flicks something over to his Samsung TV from his Samsung tablet. But just the way it's done, it's like oh, yeah. it's like let me just put this on my TV, flick, and it just logo to logo, basically like pan zoom. Yeah, and there's also the um in I think the third season of House of Cards, there's the uh, inclusion of um, Monument Valley. Yeah, I didn't know what to make of that. Whether they did a deal with the makers or whether they included. I mean, I assume if you're a popular TV show, you have to at least you know get permission from the rights holders. If not, you know, some kind of agreement. Well, I don't necessarily think that's true. You know, there, there's there's lots of product placement that happens just as a general rule, right? I mean, like it happens all the time. But I think there are there are actually kind of uh, rules around around the way that it works. Product placement if it's actually paid for, has to be acknowledged in the US. So obviously, I mean, obviously we don't live in the US, so that's not really a thing that kind of affects 
you know, our local television, but TV shows that come from there like Parks and Rec or uh, House of Cards and other shows, they actually have to acknowledge it. And nine times out of ten, what you'll get is a little uh, thing in the end of the credits that says something along the lines of promotional consideration paid for by whatever company. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Uh, and they actually have to show something like that. They have to announce it if it's been paid for. But if it's not been paid for, uh, they don't necessarily have to do it. Actually, um, a really good example. I don't know. Do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? No, I have no idea what that is either. So Brooklyn Nine-Nine uh, is on its third season as well, I think now. And uh, they just recently uh, started their new season. Um, they actually had a... Um, they had a joke in the beginning of the episode that featured an Apple Watch. It was classic product placement stuff. Dude shows off his Apple Watch and talks about how you know it counts all the calories that he you know that he burns or whatever. And then you know he ends up having a heart attack uh, moments after that. And then at the end of the episode, in the credits, there's you know promotional consideration paid for by Apple. What? No, <laughs> no kidding, <laughs> no kidding. I think I think that's an, actually an interesting thing though because. I mean, Apple have kind of been known to not pay for product placement. Yeah, so this is the thing I wanted. I went back and had a look at the um, some of the old shows I used to watch and quite often you'll see Apple laptops with, you know, grey sort of sticky tape over the Apple logos and I assume in, in that case it either hasn't been paid for or they haven't been able to get permission but I've definitely seen some shows that you go back and watch and there's just, you know, Apple logos throughout and they're all glowing and then at the end, like you say, there's, you know, promotional considerations paid for by Apple. And yeah, yeah, I've wondered. Do you, I mean, do you think that works? Like, if I see someone using an Apple laptop in the in a movie without realizing it, you know, the next time I walk into an Apple store, I'm like, oh, you know what? Like, so and so on blah 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 use that, and this might be good for me. So apparently, apparently, it does work. That's the thing. I got to say, I've seen a lot of James Bond films, and there's a lot of Sony product placement in there, and I've never bought a single Sony product. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the last few years, anyway. Well, you may, maybe not, but there is there is a bunch of uh, the, I mean, apparently a bunch of research has been done to su- to suggest you know that certain types of product placement does have effects, and you know it can have positive and negative effects. There is a little bit of information on the you know I looked it up today. There's a little bit of information about the various different you know things uh, on the product placement Wikipedia page. Whether or not you take that completely to heart, that's a whole thing, but. Uh, you know, apparently, it, apparently, does actually work. And I mean, it's not necessarily. I don't necessarily think I've ever like left a left like a, a movie and gone and bought a thing because I saw it in that movie. I mean, it's happened back. I, I remember when the uh, the second or third Matrix movie came out, and there was uh, in the Matrix movies, uh, the, the the last couple of Matrix movies, they were using these. Uh, slide phones. I, I don't know if you re- recall them. They had like a front thing that like slid down. Oh, I had one. They were good. Yeah. And everybody was so into it because they saw it in the Matrix movie. Uh, and it was a massive thing to be able to get one of those phones, uh, except that very re- very few people actually sold sold them. But that was an example of you know product placement actually working in that way. Like people saw it in the movie, so they wanted it in real life, and it does happen. But I have to say, like, I reckon, I reckon it probably works more on a you know I don't want to use the word, but awareness level. Like, <laughs> I mean, it sounds so it feels so dirty to say something like that out loud, but like seeing it in a movie and seeing it over and over and over again. I feel like it kind of makes you aware of that thing. 
more? Yeah, may, maybe, maybe. I mean, there, there is that whole thing that, um, you know, as, as humans we tend to have this group mentality and we we like to buy things that other people are buying. Like it's uh, – unless, you know, you're the hipster type and you, you purposely want to be different. Generally, you know, you'll buy something because your friends have it or because you've seen someone else use it. And I, I guess, you know, their idea here is if you can get some good-looking – you know, famous people to use these products. You might not go out and buy them instantly, but at least the next time you see this product, you're like, well, yeah, you know, it's not so bad. I've seen these around before. You know, people use them. It's it's not weird if I buy, you know, Exit. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it might work on that level. I'm not really sure. I mean, the problem is you see so much like product placement in all these different sort of ways. And I, I know that there's that theory that says, you know, you should get your brand out there as, you know, as much as possible. The more you can get it in front of people, um, you know, the more you'll be triggering things so that eventually when they come to make a buying decision, you'll just kind of give them that nudge, you know, over the edge without even them having realized that, you know, you've been doing it the whole time. I don't just, I'd like to think that doesn't work on me, but it probably does. I think it probably does. I mean, it, it definitely works on kids. I mean, that's, yeah, that's something I've definitely observed, like with my own children is they see something on TV and it doesn't matter if it's an actual ad or it's somewhere else, they'll just want it instantly. And they're, they're just like, they, boop, yep, okay, I've seen that thing, I want that thing. You know, that's the end. They have no sort of filter between, you know, oh, I saw that and, you know, it was in a movie versus, bang, I want that right now. I, I have that with food. I, I will see somebody eating like KFC or something on, on television and I will instantly, that's all I can think about. Like if Mel <laughs> asks me later on, what do I want for dinner? Like it, it can be hours later and I'll be like, yeah. I saw somebody eating KFC today. I want KFC. <laughs> I, but you know, I, in in other stuff, like I'm not, I'm not quite so easily led. Uh, I don't, you know, go out and instantly want Pepsi just because I saw a Pepsi billboard in a movie. Um, actually, another movie that's very product placement heavy is uh, is Minority Report, which Mel and I watched last night, actually. And it's full of product placement because, again, they're using it for, you know, as a storytelling device. You know, they're, they're showing that how in the future billboards will be able to identify you and tell everybody out loud what you bought the last time that you were at the Gap. <laughs> you know, that's that's already actually a thing. Like, it's not it's not as sophisticated as that, but there are, there are advertisers trialing that. So there was one famous one where... Um, the the banner as you approach it would actually scan your car, try and figure out what kind of car you're in and then present you a different ad yeah. based on your car, which is super interesting. There's been ones in supermarkets that try and do the same thing. They've got, you know, facial recognition and they try and figure out, you know, what kind of person is walking uh, up to a particular thing. And there's a new thing now I've been seeing um, a lot of in San Francisco where you have these interactive ads. So, for example, I think just outside the Microsoft store in um, San Francisco, there's an interactive there, an ad there for something. I don't know what, but there's people just walk up and, you know, play with it. And while they're playing, you know, with it, they're, they're getting exposed to, you know, whatever brand is, is promoting the thing. I even saw, I was just standing there and have you ever seen those, um, what do they call them? Telepresence devices? It's like an iPad on a stick, basically with wheels. Yeah. I've seen those. So I kid, I kid you not, one of these sneaks up behind me and they're like, Hey, sir, can I help you with anything? I'm like, what? <laughs> and I just ran away. I didn't know what it was for, but. Uh, I got, I got running because that was freaky. Yeah, well, the robots, you know, the robots going <laughs> to take over. So uh, it's it's interesting, right? Like I, I, I find product placement kind of really interesting 
because it's weird and a little bit crazy about how like how it all works. Have you ever seen like bad pro- like I mean there is bad product placement, but have you ever seen like some really bad product placement that makes you kind of go, "Oh, why would I ever buy that after that?" <laughs> or you mean they've they've put it into a show and then something horrible happens? Is that well? It's, so it's, well, there's a whole thing there. There's a thing called product displacement where companies will can actually will actually pay to have them to not have their product used in a certain situation which is weird so <laughs> a really uh, a really big uh, example of that is uh, slumdog millionaire which apparently apparently the cars that they used in them uh, the mercedes-benz cars mercedes-benz took issue with the fact that they were using mercedes-benz cars uh, being shown in a slum yeah okay and so they actually had to digitally remove the the uh, the badges from the cars in order to, you know, it, and that was a thing. Like, <laughs> which is funny because sometimes like you don't notice that sort of thing. I I think the ones I do notice is where people are using laptops that are clearly Apple laptops and they have glowing Apple logos and they've stuck um, sticky tape on them, like I was saying before. And I think that almost has the opposite effect. It's like you suddenly realize that you're watching a TV show because in real life. No one sticks like just grey sticky tape like onto the back of their laptop. They might stick like colourful stickers all over it, but you you don't get that weird thing where someone's trying to hide a logo and almost yeah feel like if you can do it right, then maybe that you know authenticates a show and gives it some level of legitimacy. It's like yeah, okay. In real life, people use you know Apple laptops. They use you know whatever phones. If I see those in movies and it's not too crazy, then it's better than. You know, seeing someone use like my face or use like a, a fake website that they, they go to, they're yeah. like, I'm just on my face. Here's, I'm updating my my face profile. Yeah. I, and you know, you always, you always see like search engines that don't exist. They never, they never <laughs> actually just use the one that everybody talks about, uh, the one that is actually a verb. They only ever use like these random search engines like, uh, searcher or, you know, just, <laughs> So it'll have some weird verb that you know that is kind of slightly, and even some of them will even have logos that look like real world search engines, uh, but don't actually. And and of course, then there's the ones that use Bing, and <laughs> and they definitely have placement. So well, that I mean, every time that somebody like somebody uses Bing on a on a in a TV show, and they use they actually find something with it, my. I always respond with a comment. No, th- this show is clearly not real because the- nobody uses Bing in real life. <laughs> it's true. And if they do, then they're definitely not uh, walking around going, I'll just Bing that for you. Would you like me to Bing that? Because <laughs> no one uses that as a verb. It's just nobody, not a thing. Nobody uses, no, well, nobody uses Bing. So there's, why would anybody use it as a verb? Well, I'm sure if Microsoft was here, they'll tell you that 13.0% of whatever people <laughs> do indeed use Bing and they get amazing functionality out of it, and I do not want those people banging out down our door because at least one of them's mm-hmm. listening to this podcast. No, probably, Guaranteed. Probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean the other more annoying product placement is um you got T V shows in Australia like Offspring where I think they're just allowed to use Apple products. I've never seen Apple mentioned in, in any of the credits, you know, for that show. But they're constantly using the phones wrong. You know, they're holding them upside down or they're putting them to their face pretending to make a call when the home screen home screen is still like lit up and glowing like on the side of their head. I just, no, I just can't stand that sort of stuff. And I think my wife hates me for if I ever point that stuff out in the show. I don't know why. I'm just doing a, her a public service. Like, look, she's not actually making a call. She's not really sending a text. Her phone's upside down. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yep, yep. No, I've, I, the, the worst product placement that I, I really hate it when they, they use product placement in a way that kind of makes 
it doesn't make sense for the characters that they're actually like that are actually spruiking the product. Um, a re- one of the ones that I kind of always go back to is Warehouse Thirteen in the earlier episode in the earlier seasons of Warehouse Thirteen. Um, the character Claudia, there's a there's a whole thing where she kind of she disses Prius cars, um, isn't into them at all. And I think that was a product placement in and of itself. But later, at later seasons, she's actually super into them and spends like five, ten minutes just explaining all the features of her car. <laughs> <laughs> they're the they're the worst. Is when the characters really call it out because and they're like, "Oh man, you don't you don't even understand. This thing has. I can just call. I can just I can just say the person's name and it call them on the Bluetooth, and it's amazing." This is like, yeah, okay. You don't. You don't need to point that out. You don't. You don't need to do that at all. <laughs> yeah, I find that more annoying than um, IT that clearly doesn't exist. Like when they have a really blurry photo and they're like enhance, and suddenly, like from the five <laughs> pixels that existed of the number plate, they now have a you know yeah. a super retina image of like the exact number plate. I, yeah. I don't find that as annoying as as bad product placement. And I, I think it's it's like you say, it's when they call it out or the plot seems to like make a weird divergence for you know just just to mention a product. It's yeah, it it always stands out definitely. I the the one thing that is noticeable for me as well uh is car product placement. I don't know if they um I don't know if you you notice this uh, at all, but typically with cars what tends to happen is they'll show they'll have an end shot on a logo. Usually this will be like as an example, uh car is like, you know, driving really fast down a uh down down a road and then breaks to a stop and does this little skid thing and so what you'll what you'll have is a shot where the car kind of slides into into shot and then bam ends with like a big toyota logo or whatever like bang in the middle of the screen or you know they'll be driving they'll be like you'll have this kind of this car chase thing uh and you'll have like the the characters like you know in the car and you know spouting one liners or whatever and then you know you'll suddenly they'll have to take a mat like a really fast turn and uh, the shot will be of the steering wheel which has the badge right in the middle like their classic car product placement I didn't notice that as much and I don't know if I'm just you know you expect people to be driving cars and if there's shots like that it's not as out of place as if someone actually has to like flag it. You know, actually talk about it. They're like, hey, with the Samsung thing, I flicked this over here and it's now on my TV. And now let's continue with the story. Like that's that's to me way more insidious than, you know, just pan over the logo and then continue with what you were doing before. I think the other super interesting one is um, have you heard of reverse product placement? Reverse product placement. So this is where a show invents like a fictional brand. Like in The Simpsons, for example, you had Buzz Cola. And yeah. then this thing appears in real life later on. So there, there was actually a you know Buzz Cola created. There was, um, I believe, after the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory movie, there were actually Willy Wonka candy bars that came out. You know, after that, and these things didn't exist before the show, but you know the show was popular, and someone thought, hey, let's let's turn this into an actual product. So in effect, you've created product placement after the movie was made because the movie's going to be, you know, seen later on as well. Yeah. I've I've seen like I've seen plenty of like parody type things of product placement. One of the ones that I can kind of think of is like uh, Futurama. Futurama used to do it all the time, especially on the episodes featuring the the what if machine, which were always like oh, what's the word? You know, a few epi- there were kind of a few stories in one episode, and between the between the stories, they'd have like 
um, fake product like bachelor chow <laughs> get they'd have like little ad spots um, where would that would normally go in the in the like in the slotted in where the the ads would go um, so that would it would just feel like another ad before you got back to the show um, that was always that was always interesting and obvi- obviously like you know they they would then you know show bachelor chow all over the place in the actual episodes <laughs> and stuff um, because you know in that world it was a, a product but I think that's I, th- I think it's actually interesting right the worlds that like that exist in movies and TV shows are kind of defined by products that they used like do you think that like using products like real products kind of makes a show feel like it exists in the real universe more so than say you know, a show just showing like just using fake fake products for everything yeah i I think it does in some ways i think yeah if if it's if it's subtle enough that you're convinced that yeah this is the real way that that people use real products i I think the the line is if at the end of the movie you can't tell you know whether the the show had to, you know, be paid for those products to be there, or whether they just happened, you know, to include those products. Then, then I think that's the the right balance. Is when you walk away and, you know, you think about the plot and you think about the movie, you're not thinking about, oh man, you know, that guy got out his Sony phone and all the bad guys had Sony laptops, but all the good guys had like a different brand of laptops. Like, what was with that? You, you know what I mean? Like when it's when it's subtle enough that you just don't notice yeah. it all. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's the other thing when you think about it is you can't skip ads. Like if if a product is placed into a show, then there's no way to skip that in a really obvious way like there is if you're watching, you know, a TV show and you've got it on your DVR or you've got the, you know, the movie file or whatever. You can just be like skip, skip, skip and now you're at the other end of the show. Like if the products are in the actual TV show, then, you know, they're there and they're in your face. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's it's a very smart way of like of advertising a product, and I mean, it's it's been going on for a really long time, you know. And whether or not it's, I don't know, I don't know. Is there even any question as to whether it's ethical? I guess there is because there's you know there's laws and stuff around it. But I mean, we've kind of defined you know what needs to happen in order for you know people to be able to pay for their products to be seen and spruced by the characters that we know and love on TV. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it. You you could argue that you know some product placement is. Is unethical, but I think all you really stand a risk of doing is, you know, ruining your TV show and or movie if you go too far with it. And I think most, you know, TV show writers and directors and producers are they're, they're well aware of that. So I think in most cases, you know, they do a good job of of reining it in. And some of them, you know, they go to the parody level as well, where they'll do a product placement, but they'll make it so obvious that it's kind of like if you know, if the, the show is a comedy, then it it fits into that line of comedy. And I I yeah. guess that kind of you know, points to how you do it well. Is it does it fit with your show? And if it fits with your show, then you know, go for it. Rusty's not going to stop you. I don't think Jelly's either. No, I don't think I will. I mean, please don't, <laughs> please don't. You know, talk about how amazing your Prius is and how it has great mileage and all that sort of stuff because that is really annoying. But you know, as a general rule, like if you're going to use if you're going to use real products to kind of you know ground your show in real life then i'm i'm all for that yeah yeah exactly like if you've got some futuristic show or you know something like that or one that's set in an alternate reality then having a can of coca-cola in that is probably going to be a bit weird but i mean if you're like me and you're planning tomorrow you know i'm opening up pocket weather here and i'm like oh okay let's see adelaide yeah okay it's going to be 22 that's that's good and then i check my pocket cast i mean these are things everyone does you know check the weather in pocket weather Check your podcast in Pocket Cast. I mean, that's that's not unusual, you know. If that's mentioned on a show, then you know people don't think twice about that. Yeah, and people use gift wrapped uh, to send gifts about their weather. 
Yeah, I, apparently. I hear it's the easiest way to send gifts on the internet. Boom. <laughs>